3: if you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the moon by you there. Let's take it one day at a time. Did you and die
2: outway? Happy Saturday, Outway fam. Kayla Carson is back, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and she is actively working with clients.
3: What is the name of your treatment center again? I work for the Odyssey Eating Disorder Network. So we have five residential treatment centers for eating disorders in a, wow. local, a local outpatient treatment center here in Nashville.
2: Awesome. So you have worked with a lot of people over the years. A lot. <laughs> like a lot. And, a lot. you know, I'm sure you have seen so many amazing recovery stories. Mm-hmm. And I just remember when I was starting out, everything seemed so daunting. And I never had to go to a treatment or recovery center. But I had to do my own work and I... My friend Lisa that I actually started out way with she was she's a registered dietitian and she was my co-host for a while but she had to step away and so that's why I bring in experts like Kayla to join me cuz I'm I am not an expert I am someone in recovery you know, I've been there and I'm just trying to be a resource of comfort that you're not alone and hope that healing can happen. Cause I was, I never thought, I just thought this is how I'm going to live my life. This is what's going to take up space in my brain. And it was exhausting and I wasn't able to fully live. And it just came a point where enough was enough. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I hadn't gotten help, if eventually I would have ended up in some sort of a treatment center, or something to have that f- full-blown support. But Lisa has a program called Fork the Noise. And I signed up for that. And it was a commitment on my end to, you know, I would sit down and I would watch the videos. And I would do print yeah. out the worksheets. I would do the homework. And so it was my own little recovery system. And then I was diving into books And there's a book called Brain Over Binge. Are you familiar? Mm -hmm. And that one worked for me. It may not be for everybody, but that also came with a study guide and this extra program you could buy where you got these audio study guide situations where she would talk you through stuff. And, I mean, I was just grasping at anything and everything. I wanted all the resources. Mm -hmm. And it took that dedication to finally get me there. So thank you for the work that you do, Kayla, to offer people the support that they desperately need because society does not make it easy on us at all. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about first today is societal common language around food and fitness and body image. We get into that a lot here, but I think it's important to just remind people (laughs) that the messages we're getting from society, it's not accurate. We're gaining traction in the right direction, but we're not there yet
3: yes definitely I feel like we've um, we have come a long way just for eating disorders to be a part of the conversation in Hollywood has come up just in the last you know couple of years and even you know people like Taylor Swift coming forward and saying, this has been a challenge for me is a huge deal because I remember like 10 years ago, it seemed like no one ever talked about their eating disorder. People talked a lot about their substance use disorder or other mental health concerns, depression, anxiety, suicidality, but never eating disorders. And so on the opposite side of the coin at that time, eating disorders were the most common cause of death out of any other mental health concern. So it was like, killing the most people, but it wasn't being talked about. So you're right. It's gained a lot of traction and it's still hard, especially in this like photo, Instagram, you know, culture that we're now in that really wasn't quite as profound when I first entered the industry. It's just like built over time.
2: Well, there's pressures from those photos. It's not just, it's not like be real. I. Are you on be real yet? I just
3: learned about be real a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not on it yet, but.
2: Okay, well, that is, you know, no filters. You're, you get a notification, you take the picture and it's just yeah. you where you are. And it literally takes a picture of what you're looking at and then you at the same time within seconds of each other. And so mm-hmm. you're so focused on taking the picture of what's in front of you. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, unless you're really good at it, it just snaps your picture real quick so you have to be prepared. And some of the pictures you get of yourself are hilarious. But then at the same time, the name of the app is Be Real. So you're like, okay, I'm just going to send this. You do have the opportunity to redo it if you want, but you only have like, I think, two minutes to get the picture if you want to get it right. But I love that they're released to have an app that's moving in that direction of trying to embrace just being real and not trying to, Filter a photo or do whatever, but it it has made it hard on our body image. We talk about that a lot and just the pressures of thinking someone looks one way. But then you have to remind yourself, okay, they're using a filter right now. It says yeah. so in the top left corner. You can see when they're using a filter because the filter will be named. And filters are fun. I think sometimes that's okay. If you want to use a filter because you're just having one of those days, yeah. but if it's like every wow. single time, and I got to where I was doing that. And then sometimes I'd go look in the mirror, Kayla, and I'd be like, wait, why do I look? Well, what's wrong with me? Why do I look different? I'm like, oh, duh, I don't have my my filter on. Yeah. So what are the some of the common things? I mean, we know that's like the, the social media world, but what are some of the common language around food and fitness that can actually get tricky because they can seem so normal
3: mm-hmm. that they're not
2: red flags. But what do we need to be looking out for, especially if we're at the beginning of our journey and we're trying to figure it out?
3: Yeah. I mean, like binary thinking with food and activity. So I'm good. I'm going to be good and have this, or I'm going to be bad and have this. So, um, you might be having lunch with a friend and they'll say like, oh, I'm going to be bad and have a burger. And it's like, ugh, there's no morality with food choices. Does a burger sound good? today or does the salad sound good today? Either of those foods, like all foods fit means that there's neutrality with food choices, especially if you're honoring what it is that your body wants at that time, or, you know, I'm going to be good and go to the gym. And it's like, if you didn't go to the gym, does that make you a bad person? Like, no. And so the goods and bads, definitely when it comes to food choices and activity also, Choosing activities or exercise based off of how you think it might change your body. So like going to an exercise class that you really hate because you think it's going to make your butt look better (laughs) is so common. I feel like in, in society. So exercising our bodies to the point of, you know, major exertion to where it really doesn't feel good because We think that it is going to, you know, make our arms look better or.
2: Well, I can give an example of something I used to do when I was, my eating disorder ruled me and I was spin class all the time. And there's nothing wrong with spin class. I have friends, our mutual friend, Kat Defada, she loves spin. She's a spin instructor. I am a horrible friend because she often wants me to come to her class and I don't want to go (laughs) because I tell her I don't like spin. But what's crazy is I used to take spin six days a week. Mm-hmm. because I thought that's what I needed to be doing because that was very trendy at this one gym that I was at. It got me into doing a triathlon. I bought a bike. I didn't want a bike. I don't. I didn't want to train for a triathlon. But I thought, oh, can you imagine my body once I get done training? Well, no, it did, my body did nothing but got mm-hmm. bigger because I ate more because I needed the calories. And then it was a mess because I definitely – tried to choose specific workouts to alter my body and I was never happy with it
3: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: it was like I was always chasing and then now I do get to listen to my body and honor what truly does feel good for my body to move today if I do move today and thankfully I'm fortunate enough and have gratitude that I can move my body but it doesn't mean I have to do something rigorous every day
3: Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems like exercise trends are based around body trends and bodies do have trends. And so like back in the eighties and nineties, it was that very like twiggy stick figure, very, very thin sort of body type. And it's evolved a little bit more to an athletic build or like a Kim Kardashian type, you know, build. And so I'm noticing women doing a lot more squats and things to change, you know, their, their bottom half. But if anybody is trying
2: me. to get Kim's butt, it's, it's not going to happen because I'm like 99 99- yeah. 0.2% sure that there's some sort of enhancement happening yeah. there in like the whole Kardashian family. So that's, and yeah. I mean, even their bodies, like you look at it and they've completely altered and changed over the years. So it is yeah. interesting how one family, in a way,
3: talk about the ultimate influencer, <laughs> can alter
2: everybody's desired look for a body. And uh, not everybody's, but you know what I mean.
3: Yeah. You know, I've had friends who have quit a certain workout because they didn't like the way their body was looking, even though they loved the workout and they loved the people there. So it is really interesting how our body image can govern just how we decide to move our bodies. And w- there's a really great meme out there that says, like, if you knew that the type of exercise you did would not change your body whatsoever, would you still do it? It's like, oh, I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good question to ask yourself for sure, which leads me to my next question about fitness and what is, I'll use air quotes, fitness, and does it have a quotes look? So I love traveling and coming home to my bed because it's comfy and familiar. I love crawling into it. Well, what if you could take your bed on the road with you so that way you got good night's sleep while you're on a trip? And it's not your entire bed, but at least your bedding, which is the best part. Let me introduce you to Cozy Earth's Luxurious Bedding. Now, Cozy Earth is travel friendly and hassle free and the bedding comes in these adorable totes, which makes it really easy for you to take it on trips with you. They also have really amazing loungewear, So if you're on a long flight, you can stay cool and comfy with Cozy Earth's temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew. And it'll add a touch of style to your travel ensemble as well. So whether you're exploring stuff near or far, take a little bit of home with you. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Outway at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know that we sent you after you check out.
0: burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
4: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
3: society would say it has a look. When you really like boil it down to science, fitness is basically your body's ability to utilize oxygen, oxygen during exertion. So it's a, it's a scientific word and it's based, it's measured by VO two max. And so when we get really down to it, that's what it is. And I think society, and of course, like the Instagram culture that we're in, it definitely put the look on it. So like someone is fit. If they have a low body fat percentage or they have a lot of musculature or they're just really thin or whatever it is. But now we have people like, you know, Lizzo, who's coming out and she's like, I do full concerts singing. That is like ultimate cardio. I am actually quite fit. And my body doesn't look like this quote unquote, like picture of fitness. And so I challenge people sometimes to go watch a half marathon and like see how many different body types are running the same distance. And it's like, you can't tell me that this person who, you know, is maybe living in a larger body or is not the smallest size on the rack, like is not fit, you know, fitness people can be extremely high level. have an extremely high level of fitness, but not quite have the fit look, which is like lots of muscles and thin and, you know, whatever it is, depending on your gender too. I think male fitness, the picture of it looks different than like the female picture of fitness too.
2: Right. Cause it's what society has trained our brain to think that that's what a fit body looks like.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And it's just not the case. All right. Well, let's pivot to managing body comments and judgment because I'm sure for Mm -hmm. some people that Are quote unquote fit, but may not fit into what society says they should look like. I can't imagine the comments some people get from people that are ignorant and maybe just not thinking and rude. And what is your advice for people to manage that?
3: You really just kind of have to have a, a strong separation of, and like I think it boils back down to codependency sometimes. Like my attitudes and beliefs don't have to, be in response to what this person said. so there is part of that, but we, even the strongest of people can get sort of like knocked down. And we talked a couple episodes ago about like allowing our thoughts to lose power by, by vocalizing them. So I think, you know, if you have an experience like that, talking it through with a friend or, you know, talking it through with whoever is trusted journaling about it is a really good, good thing to do. But Yeah. You have to say like, at least something I say to myself is, you know, I'm capable of a lot of really amazing things, physically running, jumping, squatting, all of the things. And my body maybe doesn't look like the fitness model. And actually genetically, my body could never look like that. (laughs) It's just not possible. And I think we forget that some bodies just are not capable to be healthy and like, look like a fitness model.
2: Which makes me also think of the conversation a couple of weeks ago about being unwell in a smaller body and well in the larger body.
3: Yeah. And you know what's hard is when you're maybe in a group setting and one person's body is being highly praised in that setting and you know that they're sick. Like That's something that i bat up against a lot where I'm like, there's a lot of body comments happening right now. And you're commenting on this person's body who's extremely ill. And I know that they're ill, but they don't.
2: Well, and you may not know, okay, the illness could be an eating disorder. It may be some other disorder. You have no idea or disease that is going on with them. There could be depression. There could be- Yes, all different kinds of life circumstances, (laughs) grief. Yes, and I've gone through difficult things while it actively in an eating disorder, and the comments I got were fuel to that fire, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is interesting. Okay, better keep going with this." But you know, in recovery, I've also gone through some hard stuff, and thankfully, you know, people we preach about it so much to stop commenting on people's bodies that I haven't received certain comments. But I know if I did, I would, I mentally would be in a, a better place. Yeah. And I have the tools and the resources. And I think a lot in the same vein of that, I just want to close with a reminder too of anytime you're seeing some of these celebrities or in a magazine or on Instagram posting what they eat in a day or what their leg workout is, their fitness routine, <laughs> just because you go do it doesn't mean you're going to look like yeah. them. At all. And I think that's something we have to remind ourselves because I remember buying magazines and being like, Ooh, I'm going to get the secret workout for Carrie Underwood's legs or whatever the case may be. And then the the fact is, I'm just never, ever going to have her legs. And that's, I'm not built that way. That's okay.
3: Yeah. I'm not Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I don't have a voice either. <laughs> right. Right. Oh gosh. We could all sing like her. Right. And one of the things too, that I noticed and as my body was changing is that it was really hard for me to find people on Instagram who had a similar body to me. So the hashtag is basically like midsize. And if you notice as well, like, and I can think I can relate it to my own story. Like when I was in a like different body, I would take a lot more photos and want to post the photos. And I'm like working on doing the same in a different body. And so like what you're going to see on Instagram is a lot of people who probably want to showcase their bodies because they're looking for that validation. And so it's harder to find people on Instagram that look more like you that are more relatable in that way, especially in the mid size category. Cause I think with, with a lot of the body positivity movement, we're seeing more highly followed people who are in a larger body or then you have the other side of the spectrum and a very smaller body. So it was hard for me to find. I had to like intentionally look for influencers that had a body that was more similar to mine. So if I wanted like the cute shirt, then I got the cute shirt and it would look somewhat the same. I wasn't like getting the shirt and like disappointed, like, oh man, looked a lot better on this person. So I I don't mean to be tangential, but I think just again, like the societal standards of what we should look like, it doesn't represent reality. If you walk around the mall, you're going to notice that almost no one looks like the people on Instagram. <laughs>
2: You know? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good reminder. And then just remembering overall fitness or health does not have a look.
3: Period. No, you can be extremely fit and strong and not look like what is the societal standards of like a fit person. I think one of the Olympians, they won the gold medal medal for weightlifting. And you're like, that person's a powerhouse. And, oh, look, I, I can't see a single muscle.
2: Yeah, that's a good example. So stop looking to others for any kind of validation. Just do your best to take care of you and the body that you have been given because it is one of a kind.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's easier well, Kayla, said than done. Easier Sometimes said than done. done. Yeah,
2: it, that's that's it for sure. Is the way, it's yeah. the way to heal. And Kayla, I appreciate you joining us for the last three weeks and then Dedicating your life to helping others. We're just so, so thankful to people like you because we all need you in this world. Thank you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.